coming up on One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT. Honestly, go for it. It doesn't really matter what age you are. I was 26, 27 years old when I made this career change, when most people were already getting married or had their set careers. And I'm over here starting from scratch. And it, it, it is a little bit of a like, oh, the what if, but I'm glad I took that leap because I would be in just probably not happy if I didn't. So it doesn't, I wouldn't let your age justify anything. You know, I would just go for it. Like, honestly, that would be my biggest tip is just, and don't like, if other people are telling, you no, that should be more motivation for you to be like, okay, I'm going to even do it more because that's how it was for me. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I love helping moms achieve their goals with grace. And what that means is that I love working with women and trying to figure out who the heck you were before you invested in all of these roles. Your role as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur in your nine to five job, who were you and where exactly did you lose yourself? I love resurrecting the side of you that is just meant to shine. Because come on now. You were made for more. On this show, One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT, I love interviewing the true hustlers of the world, women who are basically killing it out there because you deserve more. As we launch this new episode, Protecting My Purpose, with Ms. Jennifer Padilla at My Fashion Series on Instagram, where we talk about protecting our dreams versus the dreams that everybody else has for us. Jennifer is not just a fashion blogger, not just a fashion influencer, and not just on fire, but this woman has a heart to help, a heart to serve. She truly, truly wants to make an impact on others' lives, for Latinas, especially for women of color out there. She is honestly such a mentor, somebody I look up to, where she got to a point in her life where she said, I'm no longer doing what everybody else is telling me to do no matter how old I am. Listen to her story as she shares with us how she just changed her world and took every single risk possible because she knew deep down in her gut she was following her dreams and nobody else's. Before we get started, if you're not following me on social yet, head over to Instagram at my handle, Karina F. Daves, or follow me at my website at KarinaFDaves.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you share it with all your amigos. Subscribe to it, leave me a review, download it, do whatever it is that you need to do because this podcast is made for you, for you to feel seen, for you to feel heard. It's all for you, mama. If you feel like you're at a space where you don't even know if you've lost yourself, head over to my website at www.karinafdaves.com, go to resources and check out the free self-audit. It will give you a sense of where you actually stand right now in your life and if you've actually lost yourself. And listen, mama, if you're interested in a life coach, getting your life back, figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready for some boundaries, if you're ready to prune toxic people out of your life, toxic habits out of your life, and just getting ready to just live your life to the fullest because you were made for more, then I may be the coach for you. Just head over to my website and apply to work with me on my one-on-one coaching 12-week program. I cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you because at the end of the day, our shared experiences, our shared testimonies is really what is going to elevate and uplift each other in our community. This podcast, these blogs, these squares on Instagram that you see, they're all meant to build community and to be for each other. I could care less about going viral. What I care about is building community and building up women like you. I love you so much, Chica. I can't wait to meet you. Te quiero mucho. And now, Miss Jennifer Padilla. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course. I'm so happy that we get to do this because I think 
that you just have so much to share. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. for people to see and hear a different side of you. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to share my story. I always felt that I was never a really interesting person. (laughs) But, you know, I'm really happy to share my story with you. And I feel like this would be a great way for people to really connect with me and really hear um, you know, my passions, what I'm really passionate about, my goals and what I'm really striving for. So thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, of course. Okay. So we give our guests 15 to 30 seconds to introduce themselves. So you can say anything you want from your favorite ice cream to your favorite show, which I think a lot of us know what your favorite recent show is, but, (laughs) um, you ready? Yes, I am. All right, go. So my name has, you know, it's Jennifer Padilla. I like to be called Jen. Everyone like calls me Jen from my family, friends. Um, I am 32 years old, turning 33. I am a Gemini baby. <laughs> I know everyone has this misconception of Geminis, but I am not the typical Gemini. Um, I am Latina. I grew up in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. I'm from Oakland, California, born and raised. The town is what everyone calls it. I love my city. Um, I would say my favorite show, I made it perfectly clear that it's Bridgerton. <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't like it though. I've had, there is, it's, there's like either you like it or you hate it and I'm on the like it side or love it side I've already seen the show twice (laughs) don't judge (laughs) um I am the youngest I have two older sisters and I would say my favorite color is earth tones so like olive green is like my favorite favorite color I love wearing olive green I can wear it year-round even though it's mostly a fall color I definitely love to put in that olive green, you know, even in the summer, you know, I I like to be different. I don't really go with what everyone else does. Um, Yeah. So definitely earth tones and yeah, that's about it right now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So my favorite color is army green and burnt orange. So also Uh like earthy fall. So I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Those are my favorite. So Jen, I love for you to take people back to who you were as a teenager. You're either a junior or about to graduate high school. Who am I meeting? Wow. Okay. I haven't gone down this lane in a while, but um, I would say about junior, let's do senior year, senior year, you know, 18. um, I went to an all girls high school. So I, uh, I went to Holy Names High School in Oakland and it was in a very, um, like more, you know, it was a prestigious college prep school. Um, It was private, Catholic and private. Um, And I would say I was a little bit more, you know, more reserved. I grew, um, my family's a very, like, very reserved, like, family, I would say. Um, I didn't know at that time, a lot of boys, you know, my parents really want me to focus on school. Not that I didn't want to know boys, trust me, I did, but I just, they were very like, you need to focus on your schoolwork. Boys will come later. So I never really had a lot of like, you know, interaction with like, I never had like guy friends, you know, like when you're in high school, like you have all these guy friends, like, oh yeah, like I never experienced that. Like I didn't. And and looking back on it now, I'm fine with that. Like, um, it, the person who I am today is because of like every path, you know, very, like I was a Latina. So there wasn't a lot of Latina girls, you know, in the school at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know how it is now, but, uh, when I was in high school, it, it, there wasn't. So it was, you know, I felt like sometimes I did feel a little bit out of place because there was, you know, not, you know, not that I, you know, I'm not, you know, it just felt like, sometimes I felt like, oh, like people will look at me like, oh, you're Latina or you're, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's just always that Mm kind of, you know, when you're growing up. As I got older, I'm like, okay, I was a loser. (laughs) Yeah, I'm keeping it real. I was like, dude, I'm over here thinking I'm like being rebellious. And I'm like, I hear other people and I'm like, oh, I didn't do that, (laughs) you know? Um, So I was like that girl in high school. I had a curfew. I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to date. Like I really had like a very, you know, sheltered, I would say sheltered, uh, like through my high school years. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I worked 10 times harder 
and I graduated with honors. I had a 3.5 GPA. Like I said, I wasn't like the straight A student, but I worked my butt off and I got a 3.5 and I'm kind of like, I'm here and now I'm going off to college, you know? Yeah. Um, so college was definitely a huge experience, like, like whirlwind of a change for me. And mm-hmm. um, did you I, go away for college? No, I stayed local. I stayed in Oakland, actually. I went to, uh, as I said, I went to Holy Names High School. They also have Holy Names University. So it's, uh, I went to the college. I got a really good scholarship to go there, uh, an academic scholarship. And then coming from the high school to the college, you get like some other type of like college, like um, scholarship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get accepted to other uh, colleges outside, but then I just felt like, I don't think I was ready to, cause I was so sheltered. I just was like, don't think I was ready to like, you know, leave. Like, you know, I really wanted to be close to home and uh, I don't, I don't mind it. It was great. Cause I didn't eat any of the college food. <laughs> I didn't have to eat that junk. I, I came home cause my mom be cooking hella good ass food. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it was, it, but it definitely was a, a huge experience for me, uh, like college. Cause it was co-ed. It would, you know, it's not, mm. you know, it wasn't all girls college. So the high, university was co-ed. And, you know, you're meeting, and it was interesting because Holy Names University was a very international school. Like there was people from like Sweden, like Spain, like there was so much, you know, culture in that school. There was people from like international students that would come. It was a very sports oriented school. Like people would go to that school because they wanted to play soccer there or or basketball or volleyball, things like that. Um, So... I, yeah, I think I got a lot of more socialization, like, not that I wasn't social, like I said, but it was like being around guys and like, you know, um, things like that. And, uh, and then like, when I got to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, people are like, what's your major? And keeping it real, I had no clue. I honestly was like, I don't know, I'm 18. I don't know. Like, so I, I majored in liberal studies. And I just took like a bunch of different courses and I was going through this really hard, I, I, you know, as time went on and the months went on, you know, in college, I kind of went through this weird phase where I was like, not interested in anything. Mm. I, I wasn't like, I just wasn't interested. I, I didn't like math. I hated math. Like mm. I, I'm not a math whiz, even to this day, I'm not going to lie. I still count on my fingers. <laughs> Like, I'm not like the you're not alone. (laughs) Good, because I was like, I am not. I used to be so embarrassed by it. Now I embrace it. Like, I don't care. Um, And I just felt like I wasn't really good at anything. Like I would be in class and I would be like, okay, like I'm bored. Like, you know, or I just had no interest in like and then or that or I'm gonna be like what am I gonna do with this okay I'm learning about history okay how is this like what does this have to do with what I want to do you know and then like I would you know I never really told my parents like how I was feeling because if I did they would be like ah you know you know like just like no you need to go to school you need to get education and this and this and that and I'm just kind of like I think I always did things just to please my parents you know what I mean I never on, you know, I never really did at that time when I was younger. Um, I always felt like, okay, I had to make them happy. I had to go to college. I had to do like, I just want to make sure they're happy. And I really, mm-hmm. and, you know, as call as the, you know, going, you know, going through college, I, you know, sophomore year, I, I think at that point I had to declare my major. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't like so mm-hmm. many other people were like business and you know had like psychology all these like really they had these set majors and I'm like I don't know what I want to do so I ended up just declare I ended up finally switching out of liberal studies and declaring my major in um, child development Mm. which my parents were very surprised (laughs) because they're like you child development (laughs) you know Um, I would have never guessed that yeah, I, yeah, I, I did major in child development. And then pretty much from 
a lot of people don't know this about me. At least I, I ended up, you know, getting uh, jobs in like preschool. So I was like a teacher assistant. So oh. pretty much that was my main focal point from, you know, from sophomore year. And then I just took, I declared my major, got my degree in child development. Um, and then I got, you know, once I kind of, fa- I know I'm kind of like fast forwarding in a little bit. So um, I graduated college uh, and I started working, you know, I did retail like during, like, you know, for like at the time I worked mm-hmm. at Abercrombie and Fitch and I was like, everyone was like, oh yeah, Abercrombie, <laughs> I got a job at, Ab-, you know, <laughs> like that was so whack now, but I was like, when I was like 18, you're like, you had to be 18 to work there. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. I love the job was everything. Yeah. And I used to like wear Abercrombie like all over the jeans, the sweaters, the big Abercrombie logo. You will not catch me in that right now. <laughs> um, so I, I did like just retail uh, through college. But then once I um, graduated, um, I just like I said, it was child development, got jobs as like assistants. And I worked in a lot of after school programs. And it was interesting because I really didn't like it. And I was like, it's not, I didn't like, it's not that I don't like kids. Don't get me wrong. I, I do like kids, but I don't have the patience, you know? And that's why people were like, why are you majoring in child development when you don't have the patience for other people's children, (laughs) you know, like, but I was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe like, I really, it was really hard to explain. Like, even like explaining it now, it just doesn't make sense. But like, I, I don't know why I, you would think like, why didn't you major in business or anything? Cause business had a lot to do with math. And like, I just felt like I didn't want to involve anything in math with numbers. Like I was like, what can I do that doesn't involve that? Honestly, I would work with like a certain age group, you know, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. child development. Like I could do preschool. I could do like basic math, like, you know, like something that's easy. I think I kind of took the easy way. And, um, and I just, you know, did a lot of after school programs. And I honestly, I just worked my way up in early education. Like I got all I did. I worked from like after school programs and I got my jobs in like, um, and I got jobs in um, as an assistant, then an associate. And then like I started running classrooms, like the head teacher and like things like that. Wow. The one thing I would say about education, like early education, at least working in those type of jobs is that there's so much turnover rate. I felt that I could never keep a job. Uh, not that, not that I got fired or anything. I would always leave because I was so unhappy. And I, and I don't even mm. think it was because of the field or the career itself. It's just, I wasn't happy. Like I didn't like what I was doing. So I felt like I was always leaving jobs because I was like, oh, I don't like this place. This place sucks. Like these people, I can't stand them. Like, and I would like work at these places for like a year or a year and a half. I never stayed at the jobs. It's like, you would see teachers that were working there for like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, at the time, you know, I was still young. I was like in my early twenties and I'm just kind of like, you know, getting the experience, learning the ropes. And I was just like, this sucks. I don't like this. I would always come home unhappy. And I just was like, I just would kept like, okay, maybe if I go to another place, maybe I kept telling myself, maybe if I go somewhere else, then I'll be happy. Maybe if I need a better Mm. like environment, I kept giving myself excuses. Wow. And so I kind of just hit this point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, um, and I was going through like so much emotional, uh, like, cause I kept keeping everything to myself. Cause I was like, if I tell my parents, I'm not happy, they're not going to understand. They're going to be like, well, you just, you need a nine to five. You need a good job. You need this. You need, you know, that's what I, they kept telling me. Like, and plus being the youngest and then seeing having two older sisters who were both, you know, graduated college and both, you know, very successful women, you know, and myself who was, I would, I was considered like the rebellious one, I guess, cause in college, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did party. I did like nothing like, you know, I did like, I was social. I love to go out. Like once I was able to drink, I was like hitting the clubs, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, 
I want it. Cause I never had that in high school. Like I didn't know guys. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like ready to cut loose. Like I want to have fun. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I want, you know, and, um, so I would say college was definitely, um, I don't know if I'm sorry if I'm going like back and forth. Um, no, don't worry about it. Um, but I was definitely, I would say that time I was really trying to find myself. You know, I feel like those are those ages where you're the, like, yeah. people think, you know, yourself in your twenties, you really don't. Like people are like, oh, I got it. No, you don't got it. Like I for sure. No, I didn't have it. And um, so it was definitely really difficult for me. So that's kind of a little bit of um, I can go more into detail if you ask more questions about it. But that's kind of where my teenage, you know, uh, from to college and stuff, I was definitely a very sheltered um I would say compared to like you know at that time compared to like when I hear my friends when they were they didn't have a curfew they could stay out late and I'm like well my curfew is like 10 and like I would fight for like well my friends can stay out late and how come I can't or I don't have a car like I don't have a car how come I can't drive like Mm -hmm. you know if my parents were always like by the book like Mm -hmm. traditional Latinos like oh well you need to like you need to stay focused. You need to know boys. Like you can't date. Like, you know how hard dating was? <laughs> Not that they didn't let me date. It just was really hard to date. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. what's really um, beautiful to hear is that like you had that period in college where you were like, yo, I actually can't choose anything. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what I want. And I think a lot of the times we feel like failures because we don't know what we want at 18, but we don't know what we want at 18 based on what society standards are that push mm-hmm. us at that age to pick something for the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. And right. I think to be honest, like it's going to make us badass parents for real. Like if, I don't mm-hmm. know if you do want kids one day in the future, but like for me, I think I'm just going to be a better parent for that experience because yeah. I'm married to somebody who didn't go to college. He went to um, uh, Votech school and learned okay. a trade. And yeah. I think us coming together and like, I got my master's and yeah, I went to school a lot and I'm a book nerd, but like, I know that if my kids want to be something more creative or wanted to go to culinary school or design school, yeah. like, can you imagine, and I'll ask you this like later, yeah. but like, can you imagine if somebody had started to sort of in implement or like plant some seeds of like, Hey, Jen, have you heard of design school? Like, can you imagine where that could have taken you, but not to be in yeah. a regretful place, but like, yeah, I no, just of course think not. that yeah. when we go to college, there's only a set of things that you can be. Mm-hmm. And for me, my family's like, you love to talk and you love to talk loud. So you should be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm like, <"Well, laughs> yeah. so they were like, you need to study criminal justice. And that's what I did, but like, I didn't really enjoy it. And that's what my bachelor's is in. But like, I mean, I did learn a lot, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Now throughout these years, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know you mentioned you were the youngest. Is your love for passion starting to sort of show? Like at what point during these years are you like, yo, I really love clothes. I love just, this is who I am. Because I imagine that in high school, you probably had a uniform yeah. Um, it was like uniform and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where does your love for passion sort of start? Tell me when you first realized that you loved fashion. I real it was definitely in college. Like when, for example, for it definitely like, it wasn't at jobs. Like I never was like a teacher and show up in like glammy outfits. They, I was always very, just very comfortable, but I would say my love for fashion was really started to show and trickle when it was kind of during my free time, like if I hung out with friends or if I went on dates, like I would be the one to like, I love the process of getting ready. I was known in my household to take forever. <laughs> and I still do to this day. I think I've learned to speed it up a bit, but when I was younger, I enjoyed getting ready. Like I loved turning up the music. I loved like picking out the outfits. Um, I loved putting on makeup. It was like all the process. And when I would explain that to my family, they're like, no, you just need to hurry up. Like, like, get it going. Like, we don't got time for this. We're all sharing one bathroom. <laughs> it reminds um, me of the movie Clueless. Like when she gets yeah. ready, like that's uh-huh. what I see. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like that. <laughs> like I, um, so I definitely enjoyed the process. So I would say 
my, um, like it started to show and like people, like every time I would go out, um, with friends or just, I always got compliments on things. Um, and not that I was like fishing for compliments. It just would happen naturally. Like people would be like, Oh my God, I love the way you, like, I love your boots or I love the way you wore that. Or like, um, so, and I just, you know, started getting like compliments and things like that. And then girls, like even in classes, like sometimes I would, you know, like dress up for school and things like that on occasion, it was never like, I would come up, you know, in a ball gown or anything, but, uh, <laughs> uh I always like, I always look pretty put together. Even when I was like cozy chic, I like to call it. I was always like, I always look pretty mm-hmm. put together and I would always just get compliments and then people, um, and then I started getting questions from other girls, like, you know, in college, like, oh, like, where do you like to shop at? Like, she goes, I, I see that you, you have really good style. And I, I just, it kind of just happened that way. But I've always um, kind of taking it back a little bit. Um, even when I was like younger, I always was a creative person. I always felt like, but I just felt like it, I, I kind of kept it like, as like for fun. Like, I was like, I didn't know you could do this as like a career, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to, I love to, excuse me, when I was in high school, I loved theater. Like I was in the theater productions. I was actually in the school plays. I loved anything about the arts. You know what I mean? I just was so into it, you know? And um, I loved wardrobe styling. Like when I was in high school too, a little, um, I did the, like I said, I did the theater production. So I would love to like put people in the costumes, like they called it like stagecraft, you know? So you would like put the people in like their costumes, dress them up and things like that. You know, kind of like styling them, you know? Um, I love to do that. So I did that in high school too. That was more just like for fun, you know, as like Mm -hmm. extracurricular. When people were playing basketball, I'm over here like dressing like people for their school, you know, for the school plays. Yeah. Um, so that I just, anything with the arts, like I always had such a creative mind like, I can even go back to when I was like a kid. I loved, like, I would be that kid. And my mom even tells me this, like, I would sit there and play with my toys. Like I wouldn't get up. I just would sit there and just like play with my dolls, talk to, you know, like talk to them, play, you know, things like that. And my mom said, I always had such a good imagination. Like um, like I, she said, she's like, yeah, I remember when you were a girl, you could just sit there. You love to play dress up. You would just be in your own little world. Like, I just felt like it was always a part of me. Like now looking back on it, yeah. it just always was something in me. Like I, yeah. uh, you know, like a talent, I just for creativity. Um, so yeah. I would say, uh, now going back to your question, I would say definitely that's in college is when I kind of started peeking out like when I was like okay I really love to dress up I'm getting compliments like people were like you know asking me like where did you buy that like oh you have great style and it kind of just started developing more and more and more and um and then social media kind of started trickling Mm -hmm. in you know and I had an Instagram you know uh, or like social media at the time I don't know I think it was Facebook at that time that was in college where first you had to be like a college mm-hmm, student a college student yeah yeah <laughs> I had like my ancient I had my holy names uh email oops I had my holy names email um and uh so I think it was Facebook at the time I think high school was MySpace and yes then, uh, did you ever yeah, have I mean, me gente <laughs> <laughs> you always like the, the your people that you would put on the timeline like yes. your top 10 <laughs> yes my husband had um black planet uh-huh. <laughs> there was like black planet mi gente myspace there was one called c pixel um i never heard of that i one, had that uh-huh. one and then uh-huh. there was, so i think c pixel was like pictures it was like trying to sort of be like instagram mm-hmm. um and there was a couple. Oh, I definitely every time I got a free AOL CD, I uh-huh. in the mail, I was like downloading that crap onto my computer <laughs> and getting back into like free AOL for like six months. And those chat uh-huh. rooms like I I don't know what I was doing in them. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know what I was doing. I was um, what was it? ASL, like age, sex, location. And then you would just start talking with people about like dumb stuff like yeah. <laughs> that movie because like. I didn't really know. I wasn't really promiscuous. So like, I didn't even know what to do at 14. So I was just like, yeah, 
oh, where do you live? Chicago. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. what do you look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I think you're right. Like social media just sort of like propelled a lot. Yeah. But like, as you're sort of rediscovering your creativity, you know, this bug that you have inside of you, you're jumping from job to job because you don't really, yeah. you know, that that's not what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to find yourself in your twenties. What are the top sort of two or three things that you would say you discover in your twenties, like in your career to becoming a fashion influencer? Like, what is it that you begin to discover, let go of, um, during that period, which was very recent for a lot of us. Like when I say twenties, like yeah. I'm, I'm 34 and I know that was still recent. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it's definitely still recent. Like, um, and I would say there's so much I discovered for sure. Hopefully I don't go off too much, but, no, um, okay. yeah, I, um, I would definitely say in my, I discovered a lot, like, um, personally, you know, career, I'll kind of go into personal things. Cause I feel like it all ties in. Um, so at that time in college, uh, I finally, you know, like when I started dating, you know, I was dating this guy, um, and, you know, like I said, I never, you know, this is like personal, you know, what I learned, you know, and so I started dating this one guy, it was just more for fun. It was like casual dating. It was nothing serious. Like we, I think we dated for like a year and like that, that was like my first boyfriend. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited, you know, like, um, cause you know, you know, and it was fun. He was just pure fun, I guess. Like, you know, you're in college, you're just wanting to go out, have a good time. Um, yeah, you know, we went out, you know, we went out dancing, you know, we did all that. Um, but I finally, you know, I just was like, it was just more for fun, but then I, what I learned and then like things kind of just didn't really work out between him, him and I were just like, uh, just, you know, kind of wanted something else. And I just was like, okay, moving on, <laughs> you know, you kind of like, that's why you date, you learn and you, you see what you want in a person. And, um, I, when I, what the thing is, when I get into relationships or even friendships, I invest my time, my energy. It's not just, and that's where I felt like I always got taken advantage of because I would be the one to go all in and no, I would never get that same energy in return, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I've learned that a lot with friendships. And when I'm done, my mind, I'm checked out. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, gonna be like, oh, let's rekindle. Like I've, no, I'm just like, okay, bye. I ended up, ended up being with this guy for eight years. I had no idea I was going to be with this guy wow. for that long. I kind of thought it was just like something that was going to just be, um, like for fun, like a casual dating. And then it turned into something really serious. And you know, it kind of ties in as well with career. Cause when I was jumping from like a uh, job to job, I was, you know, obviously ended up, he was with me when I was doing that. And I got this, like, um, like I always felt like he would judge me, uh, because he would be like, well, you can't keep a job. And I'm like, well, and it, I, every time I try to explain myself, everyone would just tell me like, oh, it's like all in your head or you just really, you're not at the right place, you know? Oh. Like I just, I was getting so much different types of things in my head where I'm just like, well, you're telling me one thing, my parents are telling me one thing and I, I, I'm kind of like, like, where am I? Like, I'm, I honestly, I was really lost. But just to keep it short, it just, as we got older, we just drifted apart and mm -hmm. And I just felt like, like I said, I was lost. Even though I'm with someone, I still felt lost. And he didn't support what I did at all. He was very, came from a very like, the same kind of lifestyle. He was also Latino. Mm -hmm. uh, he also came from like a lifestyle of like, you have to have that nine to five job. You have to have a good career. You have to have, and at that, he was, um, wanted to become a police officer. So he was like in the whole program or police academy and all that so his time was very invested into that um so and I think we just like I said as we got older we just drifted apart I, I was just really lost and then at that point when things started to like go downhill I was lost in my relationship 
Like I wasn't happy with him. I just felt like things just kept piling and piling and piling. Like, and I just was like, I'm really not happy. Like I, I, I really wasn't, I would say my twenties was a very dark time for me. Like I wouldn't say like, um, like just emotionally, like I felt like I wasn't good at anything. And like I said, what really, and then there was those moments of happiness, what I would get was through fashion. Like I would literally just play mm-hmm. with makeup to make me happy. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, and it's, it's so like, I just want to tell you that, like, I don't think you're alone. I think mm-hmm. even though we feel lonely in those moments when we're like, yo, yeah. who the heck am I? Why yeah. haven't I found who I'm supposed to be with, with the rest of my life? Why haven't I solidified my career? And like you said, you were only 26, 27. And here, like the world tells us that we have to have it all figured out. But I think what happened during that period is that you figured out one of the most important and biggest things, which is learning how to trust and not trust certain people and mm-hmm. learning your boundaries, right? And like what those yeah, boundaries, are. yeah. Yeah, through those relationships. And I'll, I'll tell you something, honestly, Jen, like a lot of people don't go through something personal about trying to figure out like who they can trust or not till they're much later in their lives and till mm-hmm. much bigger things are at stake. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, obviously, yes, a lot of things are at stake all the time, but like Mm -hmm. when your own personal, like family that you're building is at stake, or maybe when you're much more advanced in this, like, you know, career or industry that you're doing, like you learned very early on in those twenties, like really how to build relationships, how to assess and audit the bad people that you don't want to let in anymore. You know what I mean? And I think absolutely those are like life lessons that were so important. And while it sucked in the moment, I love hearing how you're like, girl, the only thing that really made me happy was like putting on my makeup and (laughs) and getting, you know, yeah, like that was the only sun, sun force, uh, sort of like sunbeam thing that came through. And so how do we, how do we go from the gen that was like, literally breaking off from these certain relationships, you ended mm-hmm. that long-term relationship all the way to the blogger and the influencer that you are today. Cause mm-hmm. like, I know when you say I put my heart into anything, let me tell you something. I can tell that you pour your heart into what you do now. Like I feel I do, it from yeah. your page. I'm not looking at pretty pictures. Like, I feel like, I feel like you're my homegirl. I feel like we're talking through <laughs> Through this that's, that's what I want to achieve. So that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. And listen, for anybody who's listening, like the first thing that Jen said to me was like, I don't really feel like I'm like a big influencer. And I'm like, no, 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 wait a second. Like <laughs> not be, being a big influencer doesn't necessarily mean a high amount of following. Cause the thing is like, mm-hmm. you can have a high amount of following, but what percentage of that is authentic? Like, right. What percentage that is of true. That are you having conversations in your DMs? What, com- what percentage of that are you engaging through comments? Are you meeting and following up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Instagram is no longer a place where you could just put up a picture and yeah. a whole bunch of likes and never engage. Like it's a completely different platform. Now they want us to be social. They want us to be engaged. So I think for you, like, definitely that thought of like, you're not a big influencer. Cause for me, you are as a mom. And I know many other moms, like they're like, <laughs> one, you're a badass. two, you're a Latina and three, like you dress really well. Like I love all of these looks. And so <laughs> how do we, how do we get from the gen that has to literally pull herself out of that to who, where mm-hmm. you are now? Yeah. So, um, I would say, Um, I pulled myself out once I got rid, like, honestly, like once I got out of that relationship and I literally cut off friends that I just was like, I was just cut off everybody. I was like, this is, and even in my career, I was still like, the career is still, I was still teaching, but I I told myself, okay, I'm out of this relationship. I want to start fresh. I'm still young. And I just was like, I'm cutting off all toxic people. So I did that. And honestly, I had no friends. And you think like someone who doesn't have friends is like, oh, you're the one who's like the bad one. I'm like, no, I don't have friends because people took advantage of me and I got rid of them is why I don't have friends. And I'm actually rather be alone 
than have drama. I hate drama. So I was just like, but goodbye. So um, I finally did that. And the first thing I told myself, the first thing is I want to really figure out my career. And I told myself, I can't do, like I was saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't teach anymore. I'm not happy. I would come home crying sometimes because I would cry to my mom saying like, I hate my job. When I say I hate it, I hated it. Like I felt like I was trapped in jail. Like I would look at, I would be that person to look at the clock and wait to get off. Like it felt like work, <laughs> you know, I get it. It's work, but it literally felt like work. Like, it's just like, I was so stressed out. I was like, at night when I was crying to my mom, I was just like, mom, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm scared to tell dad. Cause my dad would be the one to be like, he, he get when he gets caught off guard or with change, he just doesn't do well with it. Um, I just like, mom, I, I want to go back to school for something else. And she was just like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm just like, I did research on, on my own about um, the school called FITM and it's the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise. It's in San Francisco. They do have a really big campus in Los Angeles, but they do have a, a campus here in San Francisco. And so I, I told my mom, I was like, I love to do makeup. I love to do, like, I love, and it might, when I was a kid, my family used to call me the beauty queen. Like they, cause I was always like getting, I would be the one like all glammed up. Like mm -hmm. we'll be going like somewhere super simple. And everyone's like, dang Jen, like my sisters would tell me that. So like anyways, but, um, I was like, I did some research and I want to go. Um, and I found this school for fashion. I, I don't, I just knew I loved anything, beauty, fashion. I didn't have like a narrowed niche. I just was like, I want to get myself in that kind of setting so I can really figure it out, you know? Um, so I did, I did some research and, um, I told my parents, you know, I told my mom about it. And then I told my dad and I was like, this is the first step where I know it's going to lift me up because I just was like right. not happy. And I told my mom, like, mom, I'm not happy. I'm doing this because I'm making you guys happy. But what about my happiness? Like, why do I have to sacrifice? Isn't it my life? Is don't I have to be happy? Like, I get that I wanna make you guys proud. And I feel like I have, like I busted my ass in high school, in college when, you know, like I never, you know, skipped school. <laughs> you know, like I always was that perfect, like go to class every day, do this, do that. Like now I'm like, I want to do something for me. Like, and if you guys are not in, then I'm going to do it myself. Like I'll figure it out, but I'll do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've had the conversation with my parents, both of them. And my dad was like, kind of like thrown off, like, Whoa, you invested all this time into teaching. Why all of a sudden you want to go to fashion like my parents are like my dad was very like doesn't know much about it so he was like what kind of job are you going to get with that you're going to work retail for minimum wage <laughs> and I'm like I honestly I don't have the answers but I know for a fact that there's careers out there like yes you know there is like mm -hmm. I I don't know about it now but if I go to school I'll invest every moment like what I've done for my undergrad I got my bachelor's degree you know like come on like um yeah have a little so, more faith in me like I'm gonna figure this out yeah like mm -hmm. I felt at that point I was already I'm not a teenager I was already in my mid-20s I'm like I'm an adult now like you know I can do this like so my dad said fine but I'm not paying for your college because they already paid for undergrad they're like any anything after this you're on your own and I'm like fine wow. So I did it on my own. I obviously I couldn't pay out of pocket. So I had to get a student loan, um, but I did it. And um, I, I ended up, you know, doing the research. I applied to the school and um, did the whole process and I, I, I got in. So I was like, I was like, I got into the, you know, to school uh, and I was really, really happy. I was like, I just felt even just hearing like that I got accepted was just like a life-changing experience for me. I was like, finally, this is the baby step to where I really want to do, like, you know, figuring out my life, you know, kind of thing. Um, 
So I went, got into FITM and it just was like, I was just like, Ooh, like, you know, it was just like something new. I felt like a little kid again in kindergarten, you know, like in the candy shop, huh? in the candy shop. You're like, yeah, exactly. And like, I'm in like, and FITM was in, it's in San Francisco. So it's right in downtown where all like the designer stores are at all, like basically fashion central. So I felt like I was like in mini New York, got my FITM bag, you know, I was just super excited. Um, and then, yeah, so then I, you know, went through, um, started FITM and I really, that's when it, re- everything really took off for me. Like I would say, um, the only, I would say the only down part is, is that I was literally like the oldest person there because <laughs> girls are coming from high school. So right, right. they're like 18 you know, years old and I'm like 26, 27 years old. I think I was like 26 or 27. I can't really like remember, but I know I was like already in my mid twenties. So I was over here like with a bunch of little kids practically in my head. I'm all like little kids. I'm a grown ass woman, <laughs> you know? Um, but I was in, um, but I was in the professional designation program. So when I got accepted, they saw that I already had my bachelor's degree so they, I didn't have to take general ed courses essentially, you know, so basically I was able to surpass all the general eds and just go straight to the major. So, um, and, uh, I, I that was great. Cause I was like, I don't want to have to take general ed when I already took all that. So yeah. I, that was the great thing. I could just start with my major. So, um, I majored in product development, which was, um, so, and I made, yeah. So, which essentially is like, um, it's like fat, it's not really, cause a lot of people would go to FITM to measure in fashion design or like visual communications, like to do like the window displays at stores and things like that, uh, which were great. But I was like, I want to do more along the lines of like design. Like I want to, I really love to like, you know, I was never a good, like, uh, beautiful, you know, cause some girls there were so talented. They could do fashion illustrations. Like I was like, loved seeing those. They were amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. I wish I could do that, but I was very good at just like quick sketches. Like I could do like really just draw something really quick. You know, uh, I was never mm-hmm. like very detailed with these beautiful illustrations. And then I would, lo- I really wanted to do, I like design though. So when I really, you know, had the counselor help me figure out a major, so I think product development would be a good fit for you. Cause I am a creative person. Like I told her, like, I have such a creative mind. Like I just can't, I, I need something that's creative. So product development, um, had a little bit of, of both like creativity and the business side of it. Um, so you basically produce the garment, like the things you see in stores, like this shirt, I would help like design it essentially. Wow. So, excuse me. So, um, that's kind of, um, I was like, okay, that really intrigued me. Um, but then she did say that they have, they developed new majors, you know, uh, but that one at that time was the newest major they developed. So I majored in that, but then as I kind of, uh, moved on, uh, social media became a major. Cause like I said, social media was on the rise, you know? Yeah. Like when I was already in my, like midway through my first year, cause it was, I was only going to be there for two years. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, they developed like a social media major. I was like, Oh, like, you know, like I said, social media was on the rise. So that's when Instagram was introduced to me. So like I said, I'm loving, you know, I'm learning. Um, I was learning like about trend forecasting. I loved trend forecasting. Like you could see the upcoming trends, like and runway shows and things like that. It was just really cool. So you did a lot of like fashion, like I'm, and as soon as I like started learning about this stuff, I was like, I knew in that moment, I'm like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like I'm meant to be here. I didn't have this feeling when I was doing my undergrad, I was in there. Like, I don't want to be here. Like (laughs) you saw my face. (laughs) I just kind of like, I don't want to be here. So when I was like sitting in that classroom, I was, my ears were always on. I was taking notes. Like I just was so focused and I just was like, 
I knew I'm like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, I don't know where it could go from here. Basically the sky's the limit. Like I, there was people there, excuse me. There was other people there in the professional designation program too. And they were more my age or even older. And I've met so many, um, just like seeing other people's background, just as like, wow, like there is a, I, I met this one uh, gentleman. He was like a customized shoemaker and he had, he was, he had his own business already. And he's this young guy, like he customizes shoes he did all, and he, and he, that's where he introduced, he actually introduced me to Instagram. Like I already had an Instagram, but it was just like a personal, like, you know, like it's brand new. I can't really remember the exact date I got an Instagram, like, wow. but, um, he's the one who kind of introduced me to the whole business aspect of Instagram. Like, I would see like when I had my, like when I had my, had it as my personal page, I was like, I would see people post outfits and stuff. And, um, but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think like you can make this into a a career. So when I was talking with him and like all these other, you know, people we were at lunch and then he was there, he talked about his business and he's like, yeah, I I do all my stuff through Instagram. I was like, Instagram, (laughs) like, you're like, really? And he showed me his page and his feed was like all of his work. Like he's showing like the customized shoes that he does. And he like, basically he was making money through it. And I was just like, wow, like through clients and just, you know, promoting his creativity on that platform. Wow. And I was just like, wow. And like, I saw other girls, like, um, I met a few other really great girls, um, they're around my age as well. So I really connected. I, I finally found a group of people in my age realm. Like we were all in our, you know, cause it was really hard to connect with someone in high school. And I was like, I need to like, so I found like a good solid, like friends in the, you know, the college realm and like, they were all the same age. And I'm like, they're all, and it just was great. Cause we can all talk about what, you know, we're passionate about. We all have mutual interests. I couldn't talk like that with my friends back in high school because they could care less about fashion they're like oh I just throw on a shirt and call it a day like you know I'm over here like this is great like I just felt alive you know and just this like so it was really so he that's kind of where I got introduced to Instagram so with that being said I was like okay maybe I could just start posting my outfits you know um and a girl her, uh, that I met, she was really, really nice. Also Latina too. She was like, we kind of start, we were talking about it and we were like, oh, let's do it together. Like I'll post outfits. We can like meet up, take pictures of each other. So she was kind of like uh, interested in doing that too. Cause she's like, and she had no idea like, oh my God. Um, Cause I think she was originally from uh, Defe, like Mexico city. So she was very new to all of this too. She recently moved to California so uh, all of this stuff was and she loved fashion too that's and so Mm -hmm. her parents really supported her dream her story was really great too so that's why she ended up coming to fit them and we built a really great connection so she and I were like okay let's do the Instagram thing so we had no uh, girl I had no clue what I was doing (laughs) I had no idea I wasn't I didn't like I literally started from like the ground up. I had like maybe a hundred or 200 followers. Cause like I said, this was like my personal page. I only mm-hmm. were friends with like people that I knew and not just like strangers. Even the <laughs> thought of like strangers was like, Oh my God, that's kind of creepy. Now it's like, it's, it's different now. My, but, um, so yeah, I started doing the whole Instagram thing. So I would meet, we would hang, me and her would hang out and we would just like start taking pictures of each other as much as we can. Even at school, we would be on our lunch break, go outside. Cause we were in like downtown SF. So we're oh. like, like, let's go out on our lunch break. We'll take pictures. So that's where it started to really unravel. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, and obviously I'm posting pictures and like, and then, um, I just felt, like I said, I just felt like everything was like, this is where I'm meant to be. Um, you finally felt like super aligned, right? Yeah, and I, I yeah. did. Yeah. And, and I really commend you for being so bold to your parents, which was like, all right, like, I think what spoke to me the most is you telling your parents, everything I've done up to this point has been for you. 
and fulfilling mm-hmm. the purpose that you think is right for me. But can I just remind you that I've been miserable <laughs> yeah. that entire time? <laughs> and I think that it's not a problem. I think just the mindset of our parents is completely different. It's a completely different from ours. You see, like, I feel like our parents are in a mindset of survival where they're trying yeah. to just survive make ends meet, but then also have a savings and make sure their goal is to get all the kids out educated, healthy. Hopefully they'll get married one day. They'll buy their own home. Like there's a checklist sort of like human thing. And listen, none of those goals are superficial or wrong. Right. But I yeah. think when you do them from a place of not necessarily really being happy or having any joy, that it can cause issues down the road. And I think it's where a lot of us will lose ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. In the process of just doing the necessary things. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's why I admire your content so much because I feel like you're actually doing it because you love it. And I'm sure there are days where you're like, damn, I don't don't really want to get up today. But at (laughs) your core, it's something that you took a risk. And I think a lot of people don't know that you had this entire other career planned. Yeah. And then you were like, bump that. Like, hey, mom and dad, I totally did it. High five. You don't want to pay for it. That's totally fine. I totally get it. But now I get to do me. And like, mm-hmm. even that moment when you were in class and you're like, I started collaborating with people and it didn't feel like work. You know yeah. how you just said, like, I was at work looking at my clock because all I was doing was work. Now yeah. you're finally in a space where, like, this finally doesn't feel like work. This is finally what I was searching for, what I wanted to do. But yeah. I think the most difficult part is now we have to explain what we do to our family. Yeah. Now that's <laughs> the part now that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I've become, what I've sort of realized over time is that support doesn't necessarily mean understanding. And that goes for like our spouses, our partners, our family members. My, I work out of college and Mm -hmm. my parents will give out my number for anybody that they think is applying to the college. And I'm like, I don't work at the admissions office. (laughs) You know, like they still don't understand, you know, Jen. And I think at the end of the day, like my parents love me. And for me, yeah. the support is enough that they love me, you know, right. The same thing mm-hmm. goes for this podcast and my life coaching business is my husband doesn't necessarily understand it, but his mm-hmm. way of supporting me comes in different ways. Like, okay, right. I'm going to make sure the house is quiet. Hey, do you need something? Like next week we have, I have a gig to go to at a certain time, which conflicts with my son's therapy. So he's like, he didn't even need to know details. He didn't need to understand. And sometimes we get so caught up and wanting our, the people closest to us to really understand what we do because we're so passionate about something that we're like, we, I just want you to really feel the way I feel. Right. Yes. But it's important that we it. let go of that because it's actually teetering into sort of the field of control where we're trying mm-hmm. to control people's emotions and it's not necessary for somebody to support you. They don't have to understand a hundred percent what you do. Right. They just right. have to support you. Like, I'm pretty sure like if you go on a shoe and you come home, like the support that you need from maybe your mom one day is that she just made a home cooked meal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she just got your back. Like that's right. enough at that point. Um, yeah. And I think for you, you were just so bold. Like there are a lot of people that are right now in their forties, in their fifties, and they're so deep into their careers that they wouldn't even think to do what you did. And so I just want to commend you and just take the time to honor you for that because thank you. Yeah. For anybody listening, like, please just take the plunge. It's never too late. If you have that feeling inside of you that this isn't what I want to do, whether you're a nurse, whether you're, you know, a teacher, whatever it is that you're doing right now, if that's not really who you are at your core, it, that unhappiness is going to come out in some way. And, you know, I think we get so stuck in the routine of like creating this cycle where like your parents are, you know, their whole mindset is like, let's get these girls out of the house, educated and married. But then 
those same kids start to do the same thing where they're like, all right, married, have kids. I'm in my career. Let me do, I just got to get these kids out and successful and nobody ever breaks the cycle. So I'm so proud of you for breaking that cycle. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure you're seen as like the ultimate rebel, which, you know, you are in some ways. (laughs) What would you say is like, at my fashion series on Instagram, what would you say is like your top message? Like, what is it that you want to do with, with that influence? Like, what is it that you want to portray? That's a really great question. Um, there's a lot that I want to portray, but my main, I would say I love to portray is that. So in this influence, since I kind of got a later start into the influencing world, you know, there's a lot of other, you know, what I kind of, want to really show is that doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you don't have to have everything like solid. Cause I don't like my pictures might say one thing, but I don't have it all together, but, um, I'm still, even right now I've learned a lot and I'm proud of how far I've come and I'm happy where I am right now, but I don't have it all together. Um, I, and I want to show in, in confidence I was at this point in my life where I wasn't confident in myself because people drained it out of me, you know, and it's, I don't mean confidence in a vanity way or narcissistic way, like just, but just confidence, like love who you are. Like, you know, it's just like, if you want to wear that specific outfit, then wear it, like wear it with confidence. Like, um, I, one thing I like to really portray on my Instagram is I don't follow the crowd. I don't, I don't do what the other blogger is doing. Mm -hmm. And I can, I feel like people can see that on my page. I know, I feel like there's so like, that's the one thing with Instagram that could be maybe a negative thing is like, if you're not the most trendiest girl, you know, you might not grow as fast. And I used to let that get to me you know, I was, you know, I'm like, wow, like, do I have to really look and do that to really grow? Like, I'm not going to do that. Like my growth is big. I, that 72,000 or 7,200 followers that I have, uh, that's all organic growth. Like I hustled for that number and I'm proud of that number. Like I know, honestly, I wish I was at a higher number or I wish I was at 10 K already. But like what you said, it's the relationships you build. I rather build an authentic relationship with my community than than to just be like ghost them and not build anything. Like, what's the point of doing all this if I have no relationship with my audience? Like, I have so many conversations in my DMs, you know, and I love that. Like, people can can reach out to me all the time. So I feel like I really want to portray those things like, you know, confidence, like, and like, look, and like, I know I'm not a mom yet. I do want to be one, but like when you told me like that touched me so deeply when you reached out to me saying like that, I give you confidence that you see what I do. And you're like, I can do that too. I can rock that. And that's what I want. That's, you said it best. Like, that's exactly what I want. I want to have people look at me and not envy me, but I want people to see me and be like, wow, I could do that shit too. Like I could do that. Like I can do that same pose. Like, you know, I could, you know, or I can give that fierce look, you know, that's not, that's not just, I'm not the only one that could do that. There's, you know, you can too. And I get so many questions. People ask me like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I, it just literally, I always get stumbled. Cause I'm like, it's hard to explain. It just comes naturally because I just love it. This, wow. I love it so much. I feel like sometimes people don't understand how much I love it, you know? So, um, wow. I really want, um, people, you know, to see that. And that's what I want. And I really want to inspire Like, I want other people, you know, to see me and feel inspired. Like, like what she said, like, I can do that too. I can wear that outfit. I know my outfits are sometimes maybe a little bit more edgier, but I always tell people, make it your own, like, look at me, but then if you want to tweak it a bit, do your thing. But, you know, I want to inspire others as well. Um, 
That's yeah, so beautiful. I, and yeah. honestly, like we feel that I can say, I feel that I feel that you make me feel like I can do that. And mm-hmm. I get the sense that like, it is an authentic following. It, it was grown organically. Like I wish you could get the swipe up feature when you only have 500 followers, because I like, know, right? how much is it going to really hurt Instagram to give us a swipe up feature? Like, just give it to us. So right. that, cause I'm pretty sure there's a lot of work behind the scenes where people are like, where did you get that from? <laughs> I know Juju <laughs> talks about that too. She's like, girl, it's a lot, but one of the There's last so questions, much. <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the last questions that I'll ask you and that we ask mm-hmm. everybody is mm-hmm. if in 30 seconds or less, you could tell the listeners everything that you've learned, just summed up in 30 seconds in your life. Oh gosh, I'm a talker. That's going to be hard. <laughs> top advice, top life advice that you would give to people in 30 seconds. What would it be? My top advice is to just honestly go for it. It doesn't really matter what age you are. I was 26, 27 years old when I made this career change, when most people were already getting married or had their set careers. And I'm over here starting from scratch. And it it, it is a little bit of a like, oh, the what if, but I'm glad I took that leap because I would be in just probably not happy if I didn't. So it doesn't, I wouldn't let your age justify anything. You know, I would just go for it. Like, honestly, that would be my biggest tip is just, and don't like, if other people are telling, you no, that should be more motivation for you to be like, okay, I'm going to even do it more. Cause that's how it was for me. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Jen, thank you so much for being on my podcast. And I just had such a blast with you. I connect so much with you and I just want to take the time to just say thank you, Irmana, um, again, because there, I think (laughs) I don't really have a lot of friends and I've actually (laughs) heard this from a lot of other people. I tell, I don't really have a lot of friends are like me neither. Um, yeah. And so, especially during COVID, it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. to meet a person like you where um, you're just so intentional about what you do and you aren't taking any crap from anybody. And that's what we love to do here. Um, and so thank you again for being on my show called One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT, the place where we love in- to interview what I like to call the true hustlers of the world. Muchas gracias, hermana. Te adoro mucho. Gracias. Thank you.